If you're affected by anything you hear on this podcast, get in touch via manblues at gmx.com or at manbluesuk on Twitter. We're not qualified to help, but we can listen. Please don't suffer in silence. I'm Leon Deggs, and this is Man Blues. In this episode, we're discussing yet more disappointment. So in the previous two episodes, I've discussed what I consider to be two main types of disappointment that you'll have experienced in your life, which is where someone's disappointed in you, or you've disappointed somebody. They are very different, although they can be caused by the same sort of thing, but they are genuinely very different, and there are different factors behind each one of them. So if you've not listened to those two episodes, please go back and listen to them. Um, They don't have any impact on this particular episode, because this one is covering another type of disappointment with which we're all familiar. So the third type I want to discuss, as I say, I'm convinced that we've all experienced this before. This is the one where you wake up in the morning and you find yourself cringing about something you said or did yesterday. Or you cringe about something you said or did 10 years ago. How many of us, quick show of hands around the room chaps and chapesses, how many of us have ever had that moment where you're trying to fall asleep and you think your brain switched off and then suddenly you remember that thing you said to that person or that thing you did at that particular time, be it yesterday, 10 years ago, 10 months ago, whatever it was, And suddenly you are racked with cringe and you can't get to sleep properly because you have to reprocess that situation again. Yeah, we've all done it. In fact, it's become a bit of a meme at the minute uh, to talk about cringe and to talk about cringy things that you've done and how the cringe monster keeps you awake because it keeps reminding you of things you said when you were in kindergarten and so on. Yeah, it's, it's happening. But it's that thing about, have you ever actually had experience of this this type of disappointment at the time it's happening because I had it yesterday and it's because I had it yesterday it brought me to the idea of sorry just to re-explain I record these podcasts in advance so I had this particular moment of self-disappointment yesterday and it occurred to me it'd be a good idea to make a podcast episode about disappointment then I realised there was actually another type of disappointment to self-disappointment and then I realised there was another type of disappointment to the other type of disappointment so I thought hang on let's for the first time in the the history of this podcast series make a triple episode about the same subject so that's where this has come from in that yesterday and I may have explained on one of the previous disappointment episodes not entirely sure I've recorded them all back to back and I have the memory of a mayfly when it comes to these recordings. <laughs> I recently listened back to one of the episodes and I thought, goodness me, I don't remember saying that, I don't remember talking about that, I don't remember even recording it. Which is normal because I'm recording these on the fly. I genuinely just got a few sort of bullet points, notes on a document here on the screen. I'm working through those and I'm embellishing around them. Kind of how I would expect somebody to do a presentation at work, for instance. I don't like it when people fill a PowerPoint screen full of lots of text and then they just stand there and read the text. I'm working off bullet points and filling in the gaps around it. So my point is that yesterday, I may have explained on the previous episode that my son and I went to a university open day. 
Lots of things happened on the University Open Day. It was an excellent day. Um, really good in terms of my son's personal growth because I asked him to drive there rather than me drive there so that he would get the experience of that, um, coping with driving to a new area and so on. He did brilliantly well. I'm incredibly proud of him. However, there was a, not a however in terms of however I'm proud of him. However, on that day, um, I went off to the bathroom, as you probably would imagine. When I came back from the bathroom, my son was standing there talking to somebody who was wearing one of the university representative t-shirts they were chatting quite heartily and I thought well do I approach them or do I just leave them to chat because I don't know what they're talking about I don't want to infringe on their conversation and I thought okay no my son was talking to me about how he wanted to leave soon so I thought okay I'll go up and we can have a, see if we have a bit of a conversation with this person or not and then we can make our way and while I was stood there chatting with this person I realised that my son and I were kind of tag teaming each other to be silly and kind of funny and make jokes and comments not necessarily to impress this particular individual but just to sort of have a bit of banter with that person we learned a lot about that person during this situation that person seemed to genuinely enjoy what we were talking about i even mentioned this podcast so if you are listening welcome um yes it is you i'm discussing uh, from that particular university at that particular time and while we were discussing i was stood there and I just started to cringe inwardly a little bit about how I was behaving in front of this person. I had no need to get my peacock feathers out and impress this person Um, and there was no need for my son to be doing it either because we were just there to do this university open day and we were just there to have a look around and it was nice to chat to the individual, I I will say that, I'm not going to name any names, but it was nice to chat to the individual, it was a genuinely interesting conversation, we talked about a lot of different topics, we covered a lot of ground. We got this person to laugh, we laughed, it was a nice conversation. But as we were walking away, in fact even I think during the conversation while I was talking to this person and talking to my son, I started to think, why am I doing this again? Why am I doing this showing off behaviour nonsense? Again, I think I've mentioned this podcast before, there's a podcast called Chatterbix. I highly recommend it, it's a very funny podcast. Um, It's Joe Wilkinson and David Earle who are comedians and actors in the United Kingdom. Um, very funny podcast because they're inept at podcasting but it makes it for really interesting conversations, interesting podcasts but they do talk a lot about when the, the kind of work that they do because they're comedians and they're in the sort of public eye um, a lot of what they do boils down to showing off and they sort of they sort of rip each other a little bit about that because they keep saying oh you're just showing off again and that and of course but that, without them showing off they wouldn't have a job that's what their job is. Their job is entirely focused around them showing off, which is fine because they've made a career out of it. But me and my son standing there at the university chatting to this person, we've not made a career out of it. In fact, we discussed with this individual that my quick repartee and my quick wit and quick intelligence has all come from the fact that I was bullied at school. And I've mentioned this before. So the point about it is, is that I've got this really quite sharp brain. I mean, I don't want to say I'm some sort of super comedian because I'm not, but I have a quick response, a quick brain, quick intellect, quick wit. And this person we were talking to found that really encouraging. They found it very enjoyable and they were, because they told us this, this person told us this. So we're kind of like, I found myself standing there thinking, I'm doing it again. Why am I feeling the need to show off and genuinely just posture in such a way Like I say, peacocking, what was I doing it for? And as I said, it used to be a defense mechanism when I was younger and I hated that fact about myself. So when I had these weight issues, I I was genuinely of the belief that I was 
saying all these funny things and doing all these funny things is to protect people from having a go at the fact that I was overweight. Then I lost a lot of weight and I told the story in one of the episodes about how I was very pleased to go to a, a dinner party that my wife had been invited to and I was not the fat person anymore and I could just sit in the corner and not necessarily be sociable and I really enjoyed it. And I found that I was a lot less tired emotionally afterwards because it is hard work to present a persona to the world all the time. And I genuinely got a lot out of that. I learned a lot about myself that day and I thought it was an interesting sort of social experiment with myself. So I managed to stop it. And then all of a sudden, I'm standing there on this university open day and I started to reflect on all the little conversations my son and I had had throughout the day while we were around other people. When it was just the two of us, we were talking quite normally. But when other people were there, we kind of ramped it up a little bit, sort of subconsciously, ramped it up a little bit. We started making more funny comments so the people around us would titter a little bit. And it was only when I was looking back afterwards, I was thinking, why are we doing this again? Why am I doing this again? Because he'll be taking my lead. Because it'll just be me going, ha <laughs> funny little comment, chortle, chortle. And then he'll think, oh, that's what my dad always does. This must be how my dad gets funny comments out there. This is how my dad makes other people smile and laugh. And go, okay, so then he starts ramping up. So between the two of us, we managed it. Not to a point where I'm suggesting we were escalating beyond proprietary or anything like that. No, 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 it was fine. There was nothing improper about what we did. But I was just kind of, I started to get annoyed with myself. Because I was just thinking, I'm doing it again. Why? So I asked myself the question, why did I do it again? And I have no answer. I don't know. I don't know when I noticed it. And literally, we were chatting to this person and that was pretty much the end of the open day for us. We'd been there for a couple of hours, maybe three, four hours. We were ready to wind it down and make our way home. So we'd done this for four hours and I hadn't noticed until I was standing there talking to that person because they said, you're very funny, you're very quick-witted. And I was like, oh, right, I'm doing it again. I have no idea how it started and I have no idea why it started. But I'm quite grateful to that person pointing out to me because it meant that I had that choice that can either carry on because we were having a wonderful conversation and this person was very engaging and really fun to talk to. Or I could stop it right there. But I think that would have been more obvious. It would have been more difficult for me to just sort of stop because it would have been really apparent in that conversation that suddenly I wasn't doing what I was doing before. And another one, another example I had where... And this is the thing about self-reflection, I think, because when I was thinking of examples of where I've done this before, I genuinely didn't have to think for a long time before another example popped into my head, because I I knew straight away which, as soon as I thought about it, I thought, yeah, that's a good example. So the long story short is, I was at an open mic night with a few friends of mine, and the thing about an open mic, this was a music open mic, not comedy open mic. The thing about the, uh, an open mic night for music is that basically anyone who fancies having a go gets up and has a go. So my friend and I got up and we'd done a couple of songs and it was okay and it went really well. And then we listened to a few other people and there was a young woman came in and she started to play some piano songs. And she said something through the mic, but I say through the mic, she kind of was through the mic but half turned away from the mic so her voice wasn't as loud as it could be. She muttered something that I misunderstood, misheard, didn't know what she'd said. And that loud shouty little child voice inside me said ask her what she said ask her what she was intending to say and I'd basically had misunderstood I thought she said I nearly said a swear word but what she actually said was I nearly said oo-woo now I don't know how that got so bastardised in my ears that I thought she said I nearly said a swear word because I shouted out what swear word did you nearly say and then she looked so angrily at me 
you know, generally in the room. She just turned and looked angrily in the room. She said, what are you on about? What are you on about? And then my friend said to me, it's okay, he misunderstood. And then it was all fine. And I kind of shrank back in my seat and I thought, you idiot. Why did you feel the need to shout out about something that you weren't necessarily sure about and you were trying to make it funny or whatever? Why did I feel the need to entertain her while she was entertaining us? And that's a really, really tricky question for me to ask of myself. Why did I need to shout out? Why couldn't I have just sat there and enjoyed her piano playing, which was beautiful? So, I started to think about these sort of things, and I realised, when it comes down to it, I do forgive myself quite quickly. I don't linger on a lot of these things, and I tell myself it doesn't matter, because it doesn't. She's not gone home and thought, what was that guy on about? Why did he ruin my night? She hasn't thought that at all, because I didn't ruin her night. I made a fool of myself, not of her. Right? But the lingering thing with me is, is the why. Why do I do it, and why repeat the behaviour? Why can't I ever sort of just say to myself, now is not the time for you to entertain the entire room. I wasn't on the stage. Same with this conversation I had with the person at the open day. It wasn't a stage. I wasn't there to entertain this person. We had a wonderful chat, as I said. I had a wonderful time at the open mic night. It was a great night. But when I reflect back on it, I think my behavior was perhaps something that needed checking. It needs to be brought into line. My wife never said a word to me. She was there with me at the open mic night. She never said a word to me about why I said and did what I did. Never said a word. So. That's when I realised that cringe lives inside me, and that's fine. Can I not just learn, is the question really. So I looked up some online resources, obviously as I do. I'm going to put the URL in the episode description as per. I found something called the Shine app, um, and it had an article in there about the seven ways to regain your footing and self-worth after you disappoint yourself. So it is a thing. It's not just something I think I suffer from. It is a thing, which is why I thought it would be a good idea to discuss it. That's when I went through all the different types of disappointment there are that that I'm aware of. There's probably many more. As I said before, I don't have qualifications. I'm not necessarily qualified to help you, but I can listen. If you want to talk about stuff, please reach out, etc. So this website, the Shine app, it describes these seven steps that you should try to take in order to sort of reaffirm your worth. Okay. So step one is to accept what happened. That's never a problem for me. As I said, I always accept what happened and I always forgive myself quite quickly. Number two is to treat yourself like a friend, not a frenemy. I am my own worst enemy. I know that. My mouth gets me into more trouble than it should. And I've not really learned over the years to to deal with that, to sort that out. And that's the bit where I wonder why. Why am I not self-reflecting at the time or even before I do something? Why does that filter not exist sometimes? And it's not a drink thing. It's a social thing. It's got nothing to do with me having had any beer or anything like that. It's all to do with the fact that just in that social situation, I think it's appropriate for me to have said what I said, and it isn't. I can just keep my mouth shut. Number three is um, you need to recognise your big expectations. I'm not quite sure what they mean by that, but I do sort of have a a vague understanding of what what it's kind of getting at, in that I'm putting expectations on myself to behave in a particular way or even to to deal with things in a particular way, so I need to recognise those. Um, number four is to distract yourself in a healthy way. Now I'm assuming that is after the fact. That's the bit when I'm sitting there and I'm cringing and I think, mm-hmm. but I'm, as I say, I'm quite quick to forgive myself. But if you struggle with that, then you need to be able to distract yourself in a healthy way so that you're not lingering on this particular event or events, because in my case, there's many of them. Number five, you need to ask yourself the right questions. I think why is an interesting question. Why did you do it? Now, why did you feel the need to do it? Why did you do it? Because 
Feeling the need and doing something is two completely different things. I feel the need to do something, but I don't necessarily have to. Okay, That's quite a distinction for me. Um, number six is to adjust for the next time. Well, if I could learn to do that, I wouldn't be making podcasts about how difficult it is to be a man in the modern world. But, yeah, adjust for the next time, brackets, and for the time after that, brackets. Which suggests you need to learn. There needs to be some self-reflection and self-learning. And finally, number seven is to realise that the reason why I'm struggling with all these cringy moments is because I care about me. And that's very true. I do care about my self-worth and I do care about myself. That is a perfectly healthy thing to do, to care for yourself. So the reason why I struggle from these cringy moments is because I'm just thinking, I can do better and I know I can be better and I know I am a good person. I'm a very, you know, I, I am valued and I am a valuable person. And that's quite key, I think. So, I'm Leon Deggs and I'm working hard to forgive myself and to grow. Thank you for listening.